Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas with another Fishers and Men video broadcast. And it is good to be here with you today. <clears throat> and um, it, I am the pinstripe preacher because of my pinstripes that I have on my jacket and uh, that is kind of a nickname I sort of gave myself. But then people caught on to it. Some people caught on to it anyways and decided to call me that. So I am the Pinstripe Preacher. And it actually does have kind of a ring to it. I kind of like it. <sighs> anyways, <clears throat> good to be with you today. Good to be with you this evening. Um, I want to apologize ahead of time because I uh, am going to talk about something that's been on my mind. And so, <clears throat> I kind of want you all to just bear with me here because I absolutely have no notes on this. Um, and I'm sort of going to just kind of just wing it and let the Holy Ghost lead and guide me. So, um, I really actually shouldn't say wing it, because that sounds actually really bad. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and let the Lord take over, and uh, just give, and just let the Lord guide me through this. Um, because I'm going to talk to you guys about a verse tonight that <clears throat> sort of came to my realization. And I've had, I've been thinking about this particular verse, this uh, actually, just a few days ago, and um, just kind of want to talk to you about uh, a particular verse that some people tend to, I guess you could say, twist, or uh, some Christians like to twist this particular verse into thinking that it deals with working for your salvation, um, and it's not what that means, well, it's not what it means, okay, so... Tonight's title is entitled, Work Out <clears throat> Your Own Salvation, okay? Now, work out your own salvation. That does not mean that you are going to work to gain your salvation. Okay, I don't believe that's, I don't believe that's what, it, I don't believe that that's what that's talking about. Okay. Though some people would like to have you think that's what that's talking about is <clears throat> working for your salvation and that's not what that's talking about. So <clears throat> um but what I do believe that could be talking about and it's probably talking about is walking in the good works that we're called to do. Okay? So I just want <clears throat> to take some time tonight, <clears throat> and excuse me, um, I'm not very, it's been a long day for me, and I've just been, um, I'm tired, so just bear with me, and um, I'm actually doing something a little bit different tonight, I'm sitting in my chair, nice cozy black chair, and I don't sit in it very often, but you know, I, I like to, I'm going to try it out, see what you all think. <clears throat> so... 
Um, if you have your Bibles with you, turn, turn with me to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. <clears throat> and it says this. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Now, what I want to do is to address what this verse is not talking about, okay? Now, it says here to work out your own salvation. <clears throat> A lot of people tend to think that you need to work for your salvation. You need to work out your own salvation. And so they take this verse and they twist it to make it uh, seem like that salvation is a works-based thing. Okay? Now, <clears throat> let's play devil's advocate. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a little bit. For a minute. Let's say that's what that really is. Let's just say that that's what that verse really means. You have to work out your own salvation. Then, what do you do with the verses that it talks about how it is the gift of God, it is, you know, um, it, you know, it's, what do you do, what do you do with that particular verse? Either your salvation is either works or it's a gift. Okay, either a works or a gift. Now, I gotta just type this up here. And I can't type today. Um Okay, Ro let's start in Romans chapter six, verse twenty-three. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. <clears throat> so, if we're supposed to work out our salvation and work and work our salvation, that pretty much says that we have to work. Okay, that we have to work for it. God says that your works are as filthy rags to him. So, with that said, if you work, you get a wage. Okay? But in Romans 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. A wage is something you deserve. You don't deserve eternal life. I don't deserve eternal life. <clears throat> we don't deserve it. Okay? So if we don't deserve eternal life, how then can we work for it? 
A wage is something you deserve. It's a payback, if you will. So a payback for your sin is death. Why? Because sin, when it is finished, brings death. So therefore, the wages of sin is death. Now check this out. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So eternal life or salvation is a gift. It's a gift. A wage is something you deserve. A gift is something you don't deserve. Okay, we don't deserve so we don't deserve eternal life, but God gives it to us through his son Jesus Christ. Why? Because he loves us. Therefore, if your salvation is a gift, there's nothing you can do to work for it. You cannot work to gain your salvation. Does that make sense? You can't work for it. Now, um, hey, brother, it's good to see you. And uh, we're talking about working out your salvation tonight. <clears throat> Kind of just letting the Holy Ghost guide, so pray for me, okay, bud? Um, so, salvation is a gift. You can't, you can't work for salvation. It's a gift, but guess what? Because it's a gift, you have to be willing to receive that gift. Salvation is a gift that you can either receive or reject. Okay, so with that said, you cannot work for your salvation. If you can work for your salvation, that means you can lose it. But because salvation is a gift, it can't be lost once you get it. Amen? Now, there's another verse here. Um... Gifts and callings. Whoops. Ah, uh, let's see here. Okay, Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Again, we see that... <clears throat> we see that salvation is a gift. Okay? And so... Because we see that salvation is a gift, gifts and calling, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. <coughs> so can I tell you something? If God saves you, he's not sorry that he saved you. If God calls you to pastor and preach, he's not sorry that he's called you to pastor and preach. 
So the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Now everybody has a calling on their life. Each individual person has a calling on their life. I have a calling on my life. You have a calling of your life. Okay? So, I want us to go back to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So, we established that your salvation cannot be by works because number one your works are as filthy rags to God and two eternal life is a gift something you don't deserve okay so what does this mean well to work out your salvation <clears throat> everybody has an individual will that God has for their lives God has a will for your life. God has a will for my life. He's got a calling for your life. He's got a calling for my life. Okay? What this I verse, I believe, is talking about is we are to walk. The Bible says that we are to walk, that there are... Um, That there are works, there are good works that we are called to walk into. Okay? Now, um, if I can find it. You know, oh, I found it, praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus unto what? Good works, which God before ordained that we should walk in them. So God has good works for you to walk in to. <clears throat> Amen? You're to walk into those good works. The Bible also talks about how it's foolish to compare yourself to another. Okay, um, <clears throat> oops. I can't spell today. Hang on a second. I'm going to try to look it up on my phone. Um, whoo, that does not narrow that down. Okay, <clears throat> so I'm just going to... But the Bible says that it is foolish for us to compare ourselves to another. Okay, it's not wise. Okay, um, 
and um, okay, Second Corinthians chapter ten verse two. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. <clears throat> so it is not wise for you to compare yourself to another because let's take a look at marriage for an example. Okay. It may not be time for you to marry right now. To another, it may be time for them to marry. But for you, right now, not right now. Okay? So, it'd be foolish to say, well, how come I can't get married if they're married? Well, first of all, that's unwise. Don't compare yourself to another. Secondly, um, not your time yet. Okay? It's probably not your time yet. <clears throat> now, you know, I say, well, Brandon, I, where are you going with all this? How does this even deal with what you're talking about? Well, that's a good question. Let me just... Okay. Um, so, if it's not wise to compare ourselves to another, we are to walk... There are good works that we are... That are ordained for us to walk in. Okay? You have your works that you walk in, and I have my works that I have to walk into. Okay, so with that said, when we walk in those works, we are working out our salvation by doing so. The good works that God has preordained for you to walk into... <coughs> You are working out your salvation. Why? Because you're saved. You're sanctified. God has called you to a calling. And he's called you to certain works for you to walk into. So therefore, you are working out your salvation. Do you know why it's not wise for you to compare yourself to another? Because the Bible says that you are to work out your own salvation. It does not say you have to work out your neighbor's salvation. It says you have to work out your salvation. Your salvation. So, I want to encourage you guys tonight. Don't put yourself in a position to compare yourself to another. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm susceptible to that. You're susceptible to that. It's easier said than done. We want... We all there's things that we want that we don't have that others do have. We are we are not to envy others. We shouldn't envy others, and we shouldn't wonder why we don't have certain things. Okay, most I'll tell you it's not your time yet. Okay, but with that said, there's works that God has for you to walk into, and you ought to obey what God says. Does that make sense? So when God tells you to do something, say, God tells you to go there, go there. Or go there, or you go there. <coughs> we need to work out our salvation. But it doesn't stop there. It says that we're to work out our own salvation with fear 
and Trump trembling. So what does that mean? To do it with fear and trembling. Well, if you... If God has good works for you to walk into, you ought to walk in that with the fear of the Lord. If God tells you that you need to go somewhere and you know that it's going to be unfavorable for people, if you know it's unfavorable, with that is if you know it's going to be um if you know it's going to be unfavorable to a lot of people that you know, but God tells you to go, you need to go. And you need to go despite what people say. What does the Bible say about the fear of man? The fear of man bringeth a snare. So the question I have for you is, are you working out your salvation today? Are you? Are you, in other words, are you walking out into the works that God has called you to do, despite what people say? Okay, let me... Uh... Let me bring you to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. It says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Can I ask you something, Christian? Do you fear God? To a point where God tells you to do something, you'll just do it. And I'm not talking about fear as in I'm afraid of God. What I'm talking about is, <clears throat> do you fear God where you reverence Him and you want to you want to do what pleases Him? Okay? Will you have that fear of God to where it will move you and you will be willing to do what God tells you to do. <clears throat> because God has because God has things that needs to be done. Amen. We ought to walk in what we're called to do with fear and trembling, meaning that we ought to please God rather than man. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. 
So it's not just about walking. It's not about pleasing. This is how you work out your salvation. By walking in the works that God has called you to do. That God has called you to do regardless of man. Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> well, I uh, I don't know if I'm preaching tonight because um, I'm, I don't have it. Brother, I don't have any notes on this, so it's just, I'm sort of just kind of like winging it, which I shouldn't do. And I probably realize that I'm repeating myself and, uh, not really being as edifying as I should. But let's take a look at the fear of God. Okay. Actually, you know what? Let's, um, let's take a look at the fear of man. You know, that's really interesting. Fear of man in your King James Bible has only found one occurrence. And that's in Proverbs 29, verse 25. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So I've got another question for you guys. Do you trust the Lord enough that if God sends you somewhere that you will be obedient to, to go? Will you? Will you have that faith to go, if God told you to go there, would you have faith and trust in God to go? Would you? Listen, <clears throat> you ought to worry about pleasing God. Because if you don't trust the Lord and don't fear Him, how will you walk, how will you work out your salvation if you don't trust and fear God? Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 For do not for do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men for if I yet pleased men I should not be the servant of Christ <clears throat> Messed up on some toes Messed up on some toes you ready Brace yourself for this if you're if if you're in the business of pleasing man, you're not a servant of Christ. You are not a servant of Christ if you're in the business of pleasing man. Let me ask you a question. 
If you hate your dirty, rotten, stinking flesh, why would you fear man? If your flesh, if you know that your flesh lets you down, why would you want to put your trust in man? Man's going to disappoint you even more. Probably more than you. If you know that you are your own biggest disappointment, why would you put your faith and trust in man? Because man is made of the same dirt as you. Why would you fear man? Why would you want to, if, if you know how dirty, stinking, rotten, yeah, you hate your flesh. So do I. So why should we be fearing man? Okay, <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one. Oh, listen, guys. Pay attention. Close attention. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Luke chapter 16, verse 13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. If you hate your flesh, fear God. Because if you fear God, you would hate evil. Oh, but God's a God of love. He doesn't hate. Sure, God, there are things that God hates. And yet you you can love. You can be love and still hate. God is a God of love. But there are things that he hates. Um,
You know, Job feared God and eschewed evil. Amen. Now, let's see here. Okay, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16. <clears throat> These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination. A proud look, a lying ton, tongue, a, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. Proverbs 8.13 The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance, and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. <clears throat> do you hate your flesh? Now, let me just say something here. I'm not saying you should go off and hate your neighbor. I'm not saying you should go off and hate your brother. You've got to love them. you got to love them. What I'm telling you is, is that if you, if you don't hate your flesh, if you don't hate your flesh, And you, you don't want to fear God. You're going to fear man. Which brings a snare. Your flesh is no good. There's no good thing that dwells within us. That's what Paul said. You know what? Let's look that up. Romans chapter 7 verse 18. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good I find not. Why would you want to serve your flesh? Why would you want to fear your flesh? Why would you want to fear man? Because when you're in the flesh, when you're in the flesh, when you're walking in the flesh, and you fear your flesh, you're not going to fear God. You're not fearing God by fearing your flesh. To, to fear God is to crucify your flesh to tell your flesh no but if you walk in the flesh and you fear your flesh you fear man how will you be able 
to walk. And work out your own salvation. It's going to be tough. see here Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 but I keep my body and bring it into subjection lest that by any means when I preached to others I myself should be a castaway will you keep your body into subjection Will you crucify the flesh and tell your flesh no? Will you? Because if you're not walking in the spirit, you're walking in the flesh. And when you walk in the flesh, you know, that's sin. To fear man is sin. The worst thing that man can do is put is basically put you to death. Um, 1 Peter 2.17, it says, Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Revelation 14.7, Sing with a loud voice, fear God, and give him, give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him that made the heavens and the earth, and the sea, and the fountains of waters. You know, you could still be honorable to man, Without fearing them, because to be honorable to, to to be honorable to honor man, because the Bible says to honor all men. So to honor all men is right in the sight of God. Can I get an amen from God's people on that? To fear all men is. <clears throat> right in the sight of God. Now, um, I gotta look this up on my phone because I'm not. Here we go. Matthew chapter 10 verse 28. 
And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. In hell. <clears throat> Jesus is basically saying, fear God. Don't fear them which kill the body. You know, you know what kills the body? You know who can kill the body? Man. Don't fear man. Don't be a man pleaser. Don't, don't fear man. Fear the one that can catch that that can destroy both soul and body in hell. That's God. Fear God. Reverence him. And when you do all when you do all things, do all things unto Christ and for his glory. Don't do things for your own um, for your own um, acknowledgement. Do all things for the glory of Christ. And when you do all things the glory of Christ, do all the work that God has for you to do for his glory. But do it with fear. Do the work that God has you to do with fear, with the fear of God. <clears throat> um, fear of the Lord. I think that's in Isaiah. Fear of the Lord was one of the seven spirits. Let's see here. Oh, here's a good verse. Isaiah 50, verse 10. <clears throat> Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servants, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Amen. Um, Isaiah 33, 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and the strength of his... Strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord, is his treasure. Here we go. Isaiah 11, 2. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. 
the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is one of the seven spirits of God. Amen. <clears throat> Don't be a man pleaser. Fear God. Um, so in conclusion, I rambled on and on and on and repeated myself numerous times. So in conclusion, let's Let's reread this verse and wrap up. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So, in conclusion, to work out your salvation is, number one, not working for your salvation. Two, what it means is that God has works for you to do and to work out your salvation is to walk in those works which God has foreordained for you to walk in. And you're not just to walk into those works, but you are to walk into those works with the fear of the Lord and trembling. Why? Because you need to fear God and keep his commandments and do that which is right in his sight. If you don't, God will chasten you and correct you. Okay? And God will make you sorry for it. But if God tells you to do something, you should be willing to do it out of the fear that you have for the Lord as a born-again Christian Every born-again Christian fears God. Why? Because every born-again Christian that I'm aware of wants to please God and do that which is pleasing in His sight. Well, number one, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So if you have no faith, you won't please Him. Okay? But, when see, that's another thing. When you walk in those works, sometimes God will do it to exercise your faith. Okay, so God has works for you to do. You are to walk in them with the fear of the Lord. And this is how you work your salvation out. Don't compare yourself to another. You have your salvation. You have to work out. Do what God tells you. Go where he wants you to go. And do what God says regardless of what man might think and say. Amen? So, <clears throat> anyways, that's all I have for tonight. Um, hopefully, it's been a I hope, hopefully, this has been a blessing. Um, I kind of... I've had I was out for most of the day, so I I really didn't have time to prepare a message like this. But we may come back and I might come back and redo it at some point. But I just 
that's just something that I wanted to share with you. Um, so hopefully, you know, you guys are blessed by it. Amen. So hopefully that uh, uh, it'll be a blessing to you. And I know my stammering and God can take, God can still take this and do a, 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 a huge work with it. Amen. So you pray for me, you pray for my videos. Amen. So anyways, that's going to be it for the night. I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a great night and uh, we'll see you later. God bless you guys. See ya. Bye.